to Discover Health, where we help you take control of your health so you can transform your life. Your host, functional medicine expert, Dr. Trish Murray, is on a mission to help every baby boomer age with dignity and grace. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Trish, best-selling author and uh, the Health Catalyst speaker, and here on Discover Health Podcast. And today, our title is Ditch the Toxins, and we're talking with Dr. Wendy Trubo. Wendy, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Trish. Great to be here. Oh, glad to have you here. And I hear you're not too far from me. I'm up in the mountains of, uh, you know, New Hampshire in the cold and ice right now, but you're really right down in the city below me, right? You're I know. I'm, all I have is cold. I don't have snow. I don't have ice. I just have cold. Cold and gray. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually why I moved up so far up north so I would have snow because I was just always cold and I right. couldn't even go out and play in it, you know? Right. At least you get to go skiing. Exactly. Exactly. So folks, I'm going to share uh, Wendy's bio with you and then we're going to get right into this. So uh, Dr. Wendy Trubo is a functional medicine gynecologist with a thriving practice at Five Journeys. She is passionate about helping women optimize their health and their lives. Through her struggles, her own struggles with mold and metal toxicity, celiac disease, and other health issues, Dr. Trubo has developed a deep sense of compassion and obviously expertise of what her patients are facing. She is the co-author of a new book entitled Dirty Girl, Ditch the Toxins, Look Great, and Feel Freaking Amazing. So <laughs> that's an awesome title, Wendy. <laughs> so Wendy, the first question I always ask all my guests, because people want to know, what, what is your story? How have you come to practice the way you are now? Well, my husband teases me that it's all about me because I got into functional medicine because I was a patient. And I would say my story has two parts to it. The first part is the story of progressively failing and getting to the point where I had head to toe dysfunction, hair loss, brain fog, anxiety. And I, I'm high strung, but I'm not anxious typically. Asthma, thyroid issues, heart palpitations, every gut issue, bloating, gas, diarrhea, constipation, reflux. Actually, I didn't have reflux, I had everything else. Menstrual issues, fertility issues, I made up for that. Wasting nutritional deficiencies and everything hurt. And, and I had no zero sex drive. I mean, forget sex. And I saw his mentor and he did, you know, the $4,000 workup. And I was horrified at the time. And he said to me, you have celiac. And I was like, oh, my dad has celiac. He said, well, it's genetic. And I was like, I remember learning about that in med school but I didn't know it was genetic. I don't remember learning that. I just remember learning about this, the, it was called celiac's brew. And so the first part of my story is when I was 35 and diagnosed with celiac after really almost not being able to get out of bed. And the only reason I did, I was, I was the primary breadwinner at that time. And I was stubborn. I was like, I got, you know, I'm not dying. There's just, I'm, I'm just tired. So that was part one. And I spent the next 14 years really working on my gut health, my adrenal health, my overall mineral nutrient deficiencies because I had had celiac for at least 10 years before it was diagnosed, if not longer, because I had, was nutrient deficient when I was a teenager. So I had spent 20 years undiagnosed probably. So 
part two of the story starts when I was 49, 48, actually, we took the trip of a lifetime. This is, you know, everything falls into the BC and the AC category. So this is before COVID. We took a trip to Europe. And one of the places we went in Europe was France. And it was 10 days after Notre Dame burned down. And it was super dusty. And we were slogging through it. And I didn't think anything of it except to comment on how dusty it was and how dirty we were going to be. And when I came back from France, I gained about nine pounds, not in France, after France. Coming home, I gained nine pounds. And I had a rash all over my face and my hair started falling out. And I was like, what's going on here, folks? And I'm a functional medicine provider. So I'm like, okay, I'll take some biocidin. Maybe my gut's out of whack. I had no idea what was going on. I I couldn't figure it out. And about three months later, I heard on NPR that when Notre Dame burned, it released 500 tons of lead into the air and it was concentrically concentrated. So the closer you were to where Notre Dame was, the more lead exposure you got. And I was like, I was there. I was there. I hung out there. And I realized, oh, I had a lead exposure. And so then I, the second part of my story occurs when I was turning 49, I did the whole toxins evaluation on myself. And I, I, you know, I'm really an overachiever. I had heavy metals. I had lead and mercury, right? Like leave nothing untouched. I had mycotoxins, four different strains. Those are the mold toxins. I had environmental toxins, including things like gasoline fumes, plastics, a lot of the beauty product side side effects. I didn't have glyphosate. That was like the one benefit to how I've been eating is I didn't have glyphosate. So it's great. Glyphosate's the most commonly used herbicide in the world. It's a microbiome disruptor. It's associated with a number of tumors. So I was kind of psyched I didn't have that, but I had all these other toxins. And I looked at my husband and I said, I am such a dirty girl. And then I said, oh, that's the book we got to write because I'm the poster child for healthy living. And yet, even with all of that, I still was just overrun and it was, it was taking a huge toll on my health. So I've been in the dance of getting rid of toxins for the last two and a half years, almost three. And I'm now 51 and they're, you know, it's like an ongoing process. And that's exactly it. I mean, this whole thing of functional medicine and our lifestyles is a journey. And, yeah. and the idea of, yes, in functional medicine, folks that follow it know the gut, the gut, the gut, and obviously the immune system with leaky gut. So this whole idea of the celiac, you know, that's one to 3% of the population though, folks. So you fit in a small percentage, but still, obviously we all know about food sensitivities can also lead down that path. But if you are truly celiac, you are already down those paths you know, throughout your childhood, it sounds like, like you say, yep. um, but teetering on that narrow fence of, of <laughs> didn't take a lot, <laughs> didn't take that yeah. much to push me off the fence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then the other side of the coin is of course you work, like you say, you worked on the gut, you worked on your immune system, but then this idea of toxins and it's in the whole nother Avenue to be looked at. Yep. So it's great to bring that up and, and to dive into that. So what are some examples of toxins that people consume unknowingly every day? All right, let's back up a stack, Trish. So when you when people listen to these kind of things, they always freak out and they're like, oh, I got to fix everything. So the first thing I'm going to say is you're going to fix things one at a time. It's okay. Great Wall of China was not built overnight and you won't be either. So don't freak out about this. Okay, go systematically. And as you're approaching toxins, go for what I call low hanging fruit. So the kinds of things that we're exposed to every day. Mm -hmm. Let me count the ways. So 
the way to categorize this is the things you put in your body. That's the food you're eating, the things you're drinking and, and what are those things you're eating and drinking coming in? So if you're eating food that has pesticides or other chemicals sprayed on it, you know, if it's, if it comes from another country and they spray it to make sure that it doesn't have any, any bugs on it or aphids or anything like that, you're getting exposed to chemicals through your food. For drink, if you're drinking from single-use plastic bottles, those are extremely difficult for your health. Those are endocrine disruptors, xenoestrogens, and can disrupt the whole endocrine system. And then if you're drinking alcohol, that is an adrenal stressor, and it makes it harder for your liver to do its job to detox because now it's focusing on getting rid of the alcohol. So it, it starts to challenge the system. If you eat a lot of sugar, that can feed candida. Candida can throw off the microbiome. When the microbiome isn't happy, you don't do the detox process. So there's things that you're directly exposed to, and then there's things that can throw off the system. That's just what you put in your body. Then there's a whole host of things that you put on your body. And that is all the beauty products. That's the furniture that you sit on. That's the clothing that you're using. If you're wearing clothing without washing it, it's got chemicals in it to preserve it. Your body absorbs those chemicals. The bottom line is if you buy new clothes, wash them, <laughs> wash them. And the other tip I'll say is a lot of the clothing now will say dry clean only and dry cleaning is extremely toxic. So I did, I, I saw this, one of the places near me said healthy, clean, green, dry cleaning. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. So I called them. I said, what do you use? And they told me, and then I looked up what they told me. And it's formaldehyde. And I was like, oh. well, that's, that's not clean. I was like almost greenwashed, but didn't, didn't get snookered for once, you know? So <laughs> pretty. And so dry cleaning is very toxic for you. The uh, beauty products that we use often contain endocrine disruptors. And so those can be very toxic. And then there's things around your body. So things like when I filled up my gas tank, I was inhaling the fumes from gasoline and those fumes are very toxic and I got sick from them. So things like that, plastics, microwaving food in plastic, storing food in plastic, heating food in plastic, any of those releases toxins into us. Styrene, uh, volatile organic compounds, construction materials, things that are around us. The beds we sleep on are often sprayed with a flame retardant that can be a thyroid disruptor. And then there's the mycotoxins and metals, which are around us. So if you were born, if you lived in a house that was built before 1976, it likely contains lead paint. And everyone says to me, I, I don't lick the, the windowsills. I'm like, I know you don't, but the house settles. And as the house settles, all of the places where the walls and the floors connect, it, it grinds the paint and it dusts. So you walk on it, you absorb it, you breathe it, you eat it. And so you get lead. And then a lot of people are really proud of how they self DIY their home. <laughs> they renovated their home Aww. and opened up the walls and got exposed to lead paint in the, in the renovation. So if you've renovated a home and lived in it or did it yourself, you were ex likely exposed to lead paint that way. They don't use lead paint anymore since it, 1978, 76 ish, it was outlawed. And then from 1986, it should no longer be in homes. But if you lived or grew up in a home built before that, you got exposed. And then you can be in places in the United States still, even that there are lead in, in pipes, which is horrifying to think, but there are still lead pipes. Flint, Michigan is a 
terrifying example. So if you have live in a place where the pipes aren't replaced, they're going to be lead. And then mercury is, there's a lot of different sources, but the top ones are tuna, the, the heavy mercury fish, the big predator fish, tuna, mahi-mahi, swordfish, Chilean sea bass, tilefish. Those are the big ones. Or silver fillings, which are amalgam fillings, which contained greater than 50% mercury and off gas forever. My dentist just persuaded me to get mine out actually. So that's another source of exposure and then mycotoxins. So if you live in an old building that has a, a damp, you know, a lot of old buildings have uh, floor, just unfinished basement and it's not stone. It's just the, 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 gra- the ground. So if you live in a home like that, the basement is mo- often wet. And so there can be growth of mycotoxins and you can breathe that in. If you have a water damaged building, if you're in a school or a dorm, had a patient whose car had water damage, her car was moldy. So there's a lot of ways to get exposed to that around us. And now if you're even still listening, there's hope. <laughs> I was going to say, that's quite a list talking about scaring people to death. Right. How, do we, how do we, what do we do? What are the top ones? What, what do you suggest people do not to panic? You know, we're all exposed to toxins every yes. single day. I mean, yeah. it's a toxic world. We try and avoid them as best we can. And like you mentioned many things here, but what would you put in the top list for folks to really make sure they take care of, you know, first, second, third, or even yeah. within the top three to five? Yeah. So, so let's just say, I see this like a game. Okay. This isn't, this is not a, where you're getting an A plus and you're getting a grade. It's not that it's how do we live a life that minimizes the toxins we're exposed to? You're always going to be exposed. Like you said, it's a toxic world, but how do you just consistently level up? So I always say, start with food because you do it every day, multiple times. So, right. So start with something. And, and within that, I always say people make lifestyle changes in very different ways. So with, if you get 10 people in a room, you're going to have 10 different ways of what works for someone. So you have to honor what works for you. If you're a fell swoop kind of person, meaning you're going to just wipe the desk clean and you're going to repopulate it or, or clean out the whole fridge and repopulate it with food that works for you. Great. If you're a incremental change kind of person and you do well with slow and steady, then you're going to say, okay, I'm going to just pick this vegetable to level up with this week. And then once I'm comfortable with that and I'm used to it, I'm going to level up to another fruit or vegetable or whatever, one item at a time. It's fine. There's no rush here unless you're super sick. You can just do this as an iterative process. So number one is food. I would say number two would be the things you're putting on your body because the skin is both a absorber and a releaser of toxins. And so you don't want to put things on your body that are toxic. This is unto itself a tremendously overwhelming category for people because the average person uses like 30 products before they leave the house. So then I say, pick, pick what's running out. Okay. Don't try to, don't try to level up your entire medicine chest. Just pick the thing that's running out, go to environmental working group or think dirty. They're both apps and they'll rate it for you. You can first find out like maybe, maybe you stumbled on something that's good for you. I'm, I use the physician's formula for some bronzer. It's the organic line. And I was kind of cringing like, Oh, is it bad? And then I looked it up and it was actually highly rated. So I said, okay, sometimes you'll stumble on stuff and it's actually okay. So look it up, get the data. And then what you're running out on level up on that environmental working group and think dirty, allow you to search. So you can say, 
okay, show, you know, okay, show me what I should use instead of this. Okay. Yeah. So, so beauty products is a second. And then I would say, you know, the third, th three through five is kind of things are going to be fighting for fighting for what comes first. So you have to take care of your body. You have to get enough sleep. You have to move it regularly. You have to uh, de-stress. So I would say part three, you can't really detox until your body feels safe. Detox is a thriving behavior. And most of the time we live in survival. We're stressed, we're stressed, we're stressed, we're stressed. And, mm -hmm. and detox doesn't happen in that environment. So take care of your body. And then we go back to, okay, how not to be exposed to chemicals. So the things that you're cleaning your house with would be number four. The thing, you know, mm -hmm. don't use air fresheners. Don't, don't use candles. Use things that are naturally derived and clean your home with things that are, that are highly rated and not putting more chemicals into your, your space. So I'll yeah, start so with these those. Are, these are wonderful. And the idea of, you know, everyone should be following these types of things. Um, you brought up mold, of course, in your background and mycotoxins and stuff. And, and, you know, people can be, as you brought up, pretty ill and not yeah. know. And the traditional medical model isn't figuring yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, I just had a new patient this week, you know, that's only 32 years old and has, can't even get off the couch right now. <sighs> but the cardiologist, the pulmonologist, the gastroenterologist, nobody's figuring it out. But she's she depressed, actually. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. She's just depressed. She scored yeah, which she scored horribly on what's called a visual contrast sensitivity test. Yep. And it's like, oh, and so you use that with folks too? I do. I do. I think it's because yeah. you know, it's a ten dollar test. So it's great because it's a cheap screening test that you can go, oh, okay. Now I need to pay more for the more expensive test to figure out what the strains are. But exactly. let's talk about that Trish, you just brought up something that reminded me because you know, every week has a theme. I don't know if you see that in your practice, but this week. Yeah. The theme in my practice has been breast implants. And uh, I think a lot of women don't recognize that breast implants can be a source of toxins for them around the capsule. It can be, you can have either bacteria or mold. And so if you have breast implants and you feel like something's not right, I would highly recommend getting them taken out. So just a plug for take care of your breasts. That's a great tip. So folks, if you're not feeling well, whether it's, you know, where it is on the spectrum of obviously the person I just referred to of laying on the couch and can't even get up in their thirties to someone who's just doesn't feel well. Yep. Um, obviously what we're talking about today is time to ditch the toxins and the toxicity that might be in your body and to either evaluate it in detail or just start taking some of the steps that Wendy has already pointed out. Discover movement will enhance your mobility, build strength, improve balance, and enable you to move with confidence and ease. To register, please visit our Discover Health online shop at members.discoverhealthfmc.com. Let's talk about that for a second, Trish, actually. Yeah. Sure, There's hopefully. you can do so much on your own without needing to go to a provider. You can clean mm -hmm. up your food. You can clean up your cleaning products, your beauty products. You can change around your home. You could do all your furniture. You can do all of that. You do not need to pay a functional medicine provider to tell you that. Where you do want to get a provider involved is if you're specifically looking at removing heavy metals and mycotoxins. 
You want to know what strains you're dealing with of both and what are your starting points and tracking the data to make sure it's actually going out of your body. That's the reason you want to work with a provider because those are not things I would recommend doing on your own. Just to distinguish, you know, you can do a lot, oh, don't do everything. Yeah. Now, what test do you use to identify strains of mycotoxin? Uh, speaking specifically, like you actually want to talk sure. about? Okay. So if you have Medicare, uh, the real-time labs is covered. So we use that test because it doesn't cost Medicare patients anything. And that looks at five different strains. And then if you don't have Medicare, because that test is like $7.99, if you don't have Medicare, we use the Great Plains test. Mm -hmm. And what I like about that, that tests for like 12 different strains. And you can simultaneously do the test for environmental toxins and pesticides and glyphosate. Excuse me. So that's nice because it's one test. And it's, if you do everything, it's 537, but if you just do the mycotoxins, it's 299. So it's, it's a nice, a nicer entry point for a lot of people. And are the Great Plains, are these urine tests or blood tests or both? Urine. Or yeah, it's, I just do urine. the urine. That's what I thought was the yeah. urine. And, you know, Dr. Shoemaker, who's kind of the head honcho and this, yeah. you know, super knowledgeable person that we all follow for mycotoxins and mold. I've read things that he's not the biggest fan of the urine mycotoxin test and he prefers the alpha melanocyte stimulating hormone and the uh, beta TGF beta one and the C4A and so forth. What are your thoughts on that? I know. I've, it's so funny. We were talking about that. We were at a conference and talking to someone about how he's like, you can't test for the molds. And I was like, well, you could come close, you know? So it's what I would say is what we've seen in our practice is that you test the, you test you treat with the binder specific for that mycotoxin. And what happens is human beings get impatient, right? So here's your starting level. Say it's 10, you start to treat. And then you, the human being says to me, I'm so tired of doing treatment because, you know, it's a pain in the butt. And I say to them, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Just do it once a day, but keep going. But everyone gets impatient. You retest and the level's way higher. And that's good. I said, then this good news. You're mobilizing it. You're moving it. You're, you're getting things going. And so what happens is you start here, this is visual, right? You start here and you go up and then at some point you're going to go down. And if you test any time between your starting point and below your starting point, it's going to be higher and you're going to think it's not working, but it really is. It's simply that you tested too soon. So what I would say to that is, I don't think that we're talking about exact sciences, but I do think that it's a good guidepost, just like the food sensitivity panels. I say to people, this is not the Holy grail. This is a starting point where we try to figure out themes wow. and concepts that guide us and how do we fix your gut, but it's not like, oh, you have to stop eating black pepper. That's not the goal. So I use it as a guidepost to say, okay, am I on the right track here? Let's start to bind them and do people get better and people get better. So I get what he's saying. And on the other hand, I also see in my clinical practice, it makes a tremendous difference for people. So I haven't yeah, yet come on, I haven't yet started to do all the other testing. Yeah. And I found that using the binders, of course, but also everything else you were talking about before that, yeah. and we ever mentioned binders has to be done mm -hmm. in order to start the body, as you say, to be able to detoxify and mobilize these things on its own so that the gut is working and the the, you know, the kidneys are working and, and our filters are working. Yes. So, yeah. you know, folks, you want to start with everything when he said earlier, and yep. then if you need the binder, then obviously you move towards it. 
So your couch bound patient would be someone who I would say, I really think we should look at toxins pretty quickly for you. However, most people, unless you're that person, most people I say to them, we need to optimize your adrenals. We need to optimize your gut. We need to fix your life. We're called five journeys because we take all these, we say that your physical body, your chemistry, your emotional state, your social relationships and your spiritual all come into your health. And so we have to optimize you first, because if you start working on toxins, you feel crappy, you feel even worse. So first optimize and then thrive. So a hundred percent, Trish, you know, but although I will say there's some patients I break that rule for, like when I get the, the couch bound people, like we got to get, then you need to go to what, you know, you got to get the answers so that they can try and start feeling better. Now, how can folks listen to and interpret the messages their bodies have been trying to give them? Yeah. Such a great question. So I always say, okay, do you notice your elbow on a daily basis? Probably not. I notice my elbow sometimes because I dislocated it in a skiing accident, actually, seven years ago. So I notice my elbow because I am rehabilitating it. But let's go to the other elbow. The other elbow, I never noticed that. The rest of your body should be like your elbow. You don't notice it because it's functioning at such a level that the function is automatic, graceful, and invisible. When the function becomes dysfunctional and you start to notice the dysfunction, that's when it's time to pay attention. So all these things we go, I'm just getting older or, oh, that's what my mom did. I got it from my mom or, well, it's just the way I am. All those excuses that we use, I call BS. I reject that you're meant to fail over time. You're meant to get better and better every decade and, and age well and get more vital and more clear and more grounded and feel better. So if you're noticing, so let's, let's get really granular. So if you don't poop every day, that's not normal. What should happen is you eat and then you go poop. I remember learning about that in med school and being like the oro anal reflex. That is the weirdest thing. (laughs) I was already constipated by that point. So I was like, who poops after they eat? (laughs) So, so in a granular level, if you're noticing any body part, it's a wake up call. You should not be noticing it. And that goes to anxiety, depression, insomnia, perimenopausal issues, period issues, whatever you throw at me, my response is that is not normal. Let's get to the root of it. Don't just take the status quo. Exactly. It's dysfunction. So like you say, functional medicine, that's, there was a great name that, you know, we all came up with in the idea of, is it functioning normally? And if it is, then we shouldn't really even be paying attention to it. If it's something you think about on a regular basis, daily, or even numerous times a week, it's like, that's not right. That's not functioning optimally. So, you know, the body wants to come to health. Yes. That's what it's meant to do. Yes. So the idea of being able, so what are some of the, you know, are there particular messages that a lot of the folks you work with come up with the most? What do you the mean by that? Like by, you know, again, you mentioned bowel distress and things like that, but are there other ones that are kind of the highlighted ones that folks come with? Yeah. So I'm a gynecologist. So I've lived, I've limited my practice to only women. And so, uh, the, the, I would say, you know, what's amazing is how similar human beings really are. And so it doesn't matter who you are, all of my women patients, maybe with the exception of one or 2%, they're fatigued, they have gut issues, they're stressed, 
they it then trickles into sleep and feeling overwhelmed and then it trickles down into feeling disorganized um and so yeah uh, fatigue gut and then and then of course none of them have a sex drive because they're exhausted so poor sex drive fatigue gut issues adhd kind of and then and then menstrual dysfunction and when i say that i mean anything from too frequent too heavy too infrequent hot flashes, anything to do with the hormonal balance, it gets thrown off for women. Yeah. yeah. And of course, as you mentioned, the brain fog. Yes. Yes. So, so what advice do you offer now for eliminating toxins? Once they're identified, should people be going cold turkey? Should they wean things uh, little by little? What do you recommend? And obviously, do you talk? You must talk about this in your book. I do. I do. I talk a lot about this in the book, and we have a whole roadmap for getting clean. And and the first thing you have to figure out is again, if you're a fell swoop person, you're going to want to make grand gestures. If you're incremental, and here's the thing, this can be kind of overwhelming. I've been in this game. My husband's really into organic food and has been since we were together, and so you know, that wasn't hard to just do. Right. So for us, we've been organic for a long time, mostly, mostly, but there was a point where I said to him, I don't really care if it costs more. I want you to buy organic because you're going to either pay more for the organic food, or you're going to pay for the consequences of what's happening for all of our kids getting sick. So you have to choose where do you want to pay? Do you want to pay now? or You want to pay later? I'd rather pay now, avoid the problem. And sometimes he said to me, but but it's more expensive. And I was like, I know it's more expensive, but either don't buy it or buy the organic version. So anyway, what do I say to people in the book? We definitely go through a roadmap of how to do that and figure out what works for you because it can feel overwhelming. I mean, people call me and say, I'm reading the book. I love the book. I hate the book. It feels overwhelming. (laughs) I'm like, I know it feels overwhelming. Don't do it overnight. So there's chapters for a reason, right? finish the chapter, go, go fix the things in the chapter and then come back to the book. So, so what I say to people is don't fill the pump up. Okay. If you, there's certain things, if you live somewhere, you're not going to move, right? Like don't make yourself nuts. Address the things that you can address to avoid filling up your pump of toxins. So if you drink out of single use plastic bottles, get rid of them, get to turn to glass, or, or uh, metal, you know, turn and get to those. That's a pretty low hanging fruit for a lot of people, but maybe it's not for a lot of people. You know, it's so, it's everywhere to see single use plastic bottles. So uh, I put a ban on them. I'm like, they're not coming in the house. And my kids were like, can you keep them in the car? I was like, that's the worst thing to do. They then heat up, the heat releases even more endocrine disruptors. And then my little eight-year-old drinks it. <laughs> like, no, no, I can't keep no. it in the car. No. So, so basically you want to pick, pick something that you can deal with. Right. And so pick your food, level up on that. And, and it's okay to go slowly. I really want people to get, it's okay to go slowly. And the other thing I didn't say is you're going to screw it up. I screwed up all the time. Look, I've, Mm -hmm. I've known about my toxins. I've known that I had mercury fillings my whole life and I'm 51. And only now have I been ready to address it. I have not been ready to address it. I was kind of, I had told myself, well, it's not that disruptive. They're 40 years old. That's wrong, by the way. It's not true. They are very disruptive. They're still off gassing, but I was like, no, they're not. I couldn't get my head around it. So yeah, the other, 
Yeah, the other thing about mercury fillings, folks, is you don't want to go to a basic traditional dentist and have them drill them out. No. Because then you're going to get, get exposed to a heavy load of mercury all at once. There are actually called biological dentists that you want to look into. And I know there's at least a couple down in Boston area. I know yeah. there's one in Skowhegan, Maine. Um, oh, really? If you're in the New I England went to camp area. up there. I went to camp in Canaan, right next to Skowhegan. There you go. And that's where I went to get my mercury fillings actually taken out because I have yep. a camp up that way myself. So folks, you don't want to get your, your, your fillings just drilled out. That's one thing. Make sure everybody hears you want to remove properly because what a biological dentist will do is sort of protect you from and them from uh, you know the heavy exposure all at once. Yeah. Now, Wendy, what's your thoughts on, because you mentioned organic food and obviously big fan, fan of organic food, but the EWG, the Environmental Working Group always puts out a clean 15 and a dirty dozen list. How, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, do you mean ignore the clean 15 label? No, just the idea that they put out a clean 15 where versus a dirty dozen where the dirty dozen are obviously you've got to buy those organic and the clean 15 less, less pesticide um, exposure in their growth because not as many bugs attack, if you will, I guess. Yeah. Um, and they possibly even say you wouldn't necessarily have to buy that particular food organic. Yeah, I think I think it's a great guidepost you know, people really need, I, I like, it's helpful to go, okay, okay, these are good. These are okay to buy non-organic. Now, if you have the choice and you can afford it, go for the organic version. But if you can't, then here's, here are the things that are less harmful. It's all about, again, decreasing harm. It's not decreasing harm and risk. It's, you're never going to eliminate it completely. It's just, how do you get a little bit better? That's the, and, right. and by the way, let's go back to the filling things. When you screw stuff up, and I'm always getting greenwashed. You know, people are like, this is the best laundry detergent. And I'm like, oh, it comes in a, in a cardboard thing that's all recycled and there's no dyes and there's no perfumes. I'm like, oh, that's great. No, it really wasn't great, but I got snookered. So, but, but okay, you learn, you live. So don't go crazy over the times you screw it up. Don't, it's a game. It's like, how can I just get better and better at not getting greenwashed, not getting snookered and remembering go to EWG before you buy anything. I should have done that, but I forgot. I just forgot, you know? Yeah, because I've actually stood in, you know, a pharmacy or in the grocery store even or a hardware store, and I've looked up, I put, take out my cell phone, of course, and pull up EWG, and mm -hmm. I put that exact product in, and, and they will label it either green, go ahead and use it all you want, yellow, eh, think about it, and yep. red, please don't buy it. <laughs> it's poison, and you're going to get sick, so yep. don't do it. Yeah, so folks know how to use that stuff. So Wendy, I hear you have a free gift for folks. I do, because now that you've listened to the whole podcast, you're probably freaking out about where do you start? <laughs> and so my team has spent a lot of hours putting together the an, another guide for how do you get rid of toxins and get them out of your body and your life and your products. And so it's a start. So we have a free guide for your listeners and they go to our website, which is fivejourneys.com forward slash promo and five is spelled out. It's not the number five. It's the word five and promo is P-R-O-M-O. -O. And that you'll need to put your email in and then we email the guide over to you. And uh, say that website again, fivejourneys.com forward slash promo. Great. 
and it's awesome. free for you. That's awesome. Yeah. That's nice. If you don't offer that to folks, so folks go to fivejourneys.com slash promo to get your free gift that you can start working on your detox. Yeah. And how do folks get your book? Super easy. It's on Amazon. It's also on our website. Uh, it's called Dirty Girl. If you search for just Dirty Girl and don't either put my name or detox, you're going to get a lot of things from your search that you that might not pertain to detox. <laughs> So I highly recommend putting yeah. in Dirty Girl Detox Book or Dirty Girl Trubo, but my name's hard to spell. So just Dirty Girl Detox Book, you'll get the book. <laughs> that would be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah. Wendy, the last question I always love to ask folks is what is your number one secret for living a healthy life? Is it just one thing, right? You can have more than one if you want, but... Typically, I try to keep it down to, you know, one or two things. So my, my secrets for living a healthy life are treat my body well, meaning eat well, sleep, prioritize sleep, try not to be yeah. a stress ball and move my body and try to continually improve it, have meaningful relationships and connections with people, and try to minimize how many bad things I get exposed to on any given day. I'd say those are my top <laughs> Those are awesome. I mean, folks, there, there's a list, but if you think about it, as Wendy has said, it's a journey and you just take it one chapter at a time, one list item at a time, one step at a time. I tell my patients that all the time. This is not a destination. It's a journey, just yep. like life. And we're, you know, it, it's just, you can do it. It's just oh, one yeah. step, one step at a time. So is there anyone, anything else you would like to share with folks today, I mean, there's so much to talk about. I think this has been great because it's a great sort of dip your toe into how do you do detox? Don't go it alone. There's yeah. so many groups out there you can belong to on Facebook, or you can see a functional medicine provider like us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for being on the show, Wendy. This is great. It's time to ditch the toxins, folks, and take a look at Wendy's book, Dirty Girl, Ditch the Toxins, Look Great and Feel Freaking Amazing. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the episode and the Discover Health Functional Medicine Center, visit us on our website, discoverhealthfmc.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will join us again next time so you can truly live in play as long as you want.